Welcome to Billionaire Healthcare, bringing the health secrets of the rich and famous to you. Your hosts are Ashley Black and Dari Samia. We'll talk about what's really going on inside your body and what you can do to take control of your health and wellness. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley and Dari. Good Monday morning, everybody. It's Ashley Black. And this is Dari Samia. We're coming to you live from Manhattan Beach, California today. And usually it is beautiful, and we're so excited to go surfing. And we just left the hurricanes and tornadoes of Texas for the doom and gloom of rainy, soupy California. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty exciting. My uh, my ch- my children from California they uh, had never lived in Texas, and within the first two weeks that we're there, we get a massive hurricane, and we at the same time we had tornadoes touching down all over the place. It was really exciting. Yeah, it's been quite the journey for the Samia household. <laughs> so we are happy to be here um, on Monday morning. We are having an interesting show today, um, and it's almost like, for me, visiting a blast from the past. Um, we are going to talk about the work of Joseph A. Pilates. Yes, when we were talking about it last night, I could just see the excitement in Ashley's eyes. Uh, it was Basically, like this, this wonderful man had started something that was so awesome, and what ended up happening was it got lost. Um, it didn't progress. Uh, he didn't leave it to somebody to continue on the work that he was doing. It was pretty amazing uh, to watch the, the sparkle in Ashley's eyes as she saw this thing. Well, he thought it was a sparkle, but it was more like me telling you, listen, you need to write down everything I say so that that doesn't happen to fashology. Yes, it definitely <laughs> needs to be documented, and we need to continue this on. That's the reason why we're teaching this to our children. Well, and I want to jump in and really talk a little bit about Pilates and what it's meant in my life and the direction of where it's going. And at the end of the day, this show is not about me. It's about you, the viewer, and um you know, the main thing that I want you to take from the show is if Pilates is something that's right for you, um, you know, who can you trust to teach it to you correctly? Um, you know, how much do you know about your own body so that you can make the proper modifications um, so that really everyone can benefit from this, um, you know, really turn of the century science this guy was working on? Yes, uh, I mean, it's uh, really amazing. You know, you basically uh, want to work from the core out. And, you know, I believe that's what Joseph Pilates um, believed. And that uh, if you work from the core out, then um, the strength that you have uh, throughout whatever movements you're doing uh, mechanically is going to be stronger and you're going to be supporting your spine. Well, what's so funny is I told Dari, I said, hey, honey, this week we're going to be talking about Pilates. And he's like, well, I don't know anything about that. And I said, oh, yeah, you do. You live it every single day. So one of the things I want to start with is just giving you a little bit of history on who Joseph A. Pilates was. Because, you know, I I think the lay person, we just see these, you know, we drive past the shopping centers and we see Pilates down the side. Now we've got 
Pilates and boxing and people are mixing things together and there's yoga lotties and all this kind of different stuff. So I want to give some serious mad respect to who Joseph A. Pilates is. So I'm going to be reading just for a second and then we'll jump back into the talk show part. But um, he was a gymnast and his mother was a naturopath. Isn't that interesting? Since I was a gymnast yeah, I guess you <laughs> and I was that my own naturopath. <laughs> Um, he also had asthma and a bunch of other problems as a child. So I can imagine like me, you know, he was already trying to theorize how he could be better. And um, he became really enamored by, you know, this ideal of the perfect Greek man. And he was not just about exercising. He was about the whole mind, body, spirit connection and how to develop that. Um, he started, you know, concocting his own, uh, you know, self-torture devices, kind of like the fascia blaster <laughs> that we have. Um, and at the time of World War One, One thing I want to point out, Ashley, is that uh, Pilates, he, you know, what, what type of medical background did he have? Did he have any medical background whatsoever? Um, why was he creating these tools for people to make their bodies better. And, you know, a lot of people question you and the things that you've developed, um, which is the Fashion Blaster and your little nugget that you use, um, or we both use both of these um, well, the two tools. Well, the techniques and all of that. All the techniques, but um, a lot of people don't give it credibility because you don't have, uh, you know, MD on your name. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think if you really look through history, um, you know, when you get boxed into a specific field, um, sometimes it inhibits your ability to be creative and think outside of that knowledge. And because my knowledge came from my own body and my own personal experiences, I haven't been inhibited in any way. You know, I wake up every day with the, well, why the heck not? <laughs> so I'm theorizing about things that I don't think most people care or, you know, think about even in any type of that direction. You and I both know we do this in, in bed late at night. And that's the kind of person that Joseph A. Pilates was. I mean, the more I was reading about him, the more I was just like, man, you know, this guy just basically didn't really care. He was just wanted to help people. And that's what he did around the time of World War One. You know, he was trying to help bedridden patients um, get up out of the hospital bed. Did you know that? That's super interesting. Yeah, it was really neat how he was able to create this machine that uh, would help these soldiers. Yeah. And what he was doing, and it's funny for all of you Pilates people out there, and I know we have a lot. Um, if you look at the Reformer and the Tower and the Cadillac, um, these are all pieces of Pilates equipment you can clearly see how that is the evolution of a hospital bed. I mean, this guy was like hooking up springs, um, you know, going through these different movement patterns. And, um, you know, he was just doing stuff that at the time was unheard of. I don't think anyone at that time was doing anything with strength, much less trying to, you know, rig up a hospital bed. <laughs> you know, you, you, one, of the, uh, one of the stories that uh, we were, one, it's actually his history that we, um, we're reading about is that um, he went over to, you know, he was in England and he went over to work for Scotland Yard. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ashley, you want to tell him what's so exciting about, you know, that was the time of the, there was a, a the influenza. Yeah. yeah. So the I influenza. think this is a great part of yeah. the story because 
you know, I get asked, it's funny that you brought that up. You know, it's like, you know, I get haters on my um, Facebook page all the time that are like, well, what's your proof? What's your proof? Where's your research? And we have some of that, but I can tell you this, my proof is my body. And my proof is the tens of thousand people that reach out to me every day and say, this works. And that's where Joseph A. Pilates was. He had such an incredible, um, you know, I guess research study going on that he didn't even know about that when in um, 1918, think about how long ago that was, 1918 in England, influenza struck and killed so many people and not one of the people who was training under Joseph A. Pilates died. And he was saying that basically his program and just the whole idea of having this internal strength and basically building up your body against these um you know, diseases. any, of, these to- yeah, any yeah. of the toxins that could just, uh, you, know, you know, sit in your body. If you're, um, if everything's working and functioning properly in your body, you should be able to wash out the, uh, the toxins, which, you know, I believe that's where he was headed. Another amazing thing is that he, he was, he came up with all this prior to this surgery movement. And oh goodness! Sorry, you took it there. Yeah, it's I too to. early, honey. It's Monday, <laughs> and we're also on Cali time. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm teasing. No, no it's, I mean it's pretty amazing that uh, um, he was already trying to find ways to heal the body with actually um, without entering into the body, you know, through surgery. Um, surgery is a wonderful thing if you're hurt and uh, if you have something that can't be fixed from the outside. But what, you know, with my years of experience, what I have found and come to realize is that a lot of these things can be fixed without actually entering into the body. Yeah. Well, we do with our hands, but uh, um, we're able to uh, um, get to structures that um, normally you think you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, well, I know one of the things that we're real passionate about, and if you've been binge listening to the show, um, you know that Dari and I are both about, um, you know, how much can we do without surgery? And when did really the medical community derail? It literally is a bifurcation, a fork at the road at some point. And so it was really fun to go back and study what Joseph A. Pilates was doing before that was even really, you know, a, a huge option. So um, I just want to give the last little bit of history because when we come back, we're going to get down and dirty. We're going to, we have an amazing Pilates instructor um, who's been doing this for a very long time. And, um, you know, just kind of talk about what's happened to it, how it's morphed, what to look for, what's good, what's not good, all of that. But, you know, I'm going to read you a direct quote from Joseph A. Pilates that I, I'm telling you, I could have written this myself because this is exactly what I believe. First of all, he did not call his um, exercise program Pilates. He called it Contrology. And I mean, to me, that's Controlology. He's talking about being able to control the body, which is all of what we're about, right, hon? Just Absolutely. empowerment. So, controlology is the science and art of body, mind, spirit development through mild but rigorously disciplined physical movement. It is specifically designed and conducted to arouse sluggish blood. How much do we talk about that, Dory? Distend every capillary, force every length through every interstice by stretching every muscle and sinew and wringing out the body. 
all under the strict control of the awakened brain and each of its 10 billion of nerve cells. This was done around 1920. This is what this guy believed. How close is that to fasciology? It was total, you know, revolutionary thinking back at that time. It's too bad he's not around now to uh, be with us. Well, we would definitely have him on a guest, and I think he would be saying, woo, woo, thank you for carrying on some of my general concepts. So when we come back to the break, uh, from the break, we are going to be talking to Miss Olivia Henry, and we're going to talk about um, kind of what's going on in Pilates today, and we'll do that right after the break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite, and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you. Young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women, the fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Ashley Black. And I'm Dari Samian. Just to remind you, we're coming to you live from Manhattan Beach, California today, where the waves are pumping. <laughs> are they? Yeah, like it's that. big out there right now. 
so we're talking, the title of our show today is Pilates, Expanding on the 100-Year-Old Practice. Um, and I do want to jump into this segment because I have an excellent Pilates instructor with us today. But one of the things that I just wanted to mention, just because it's cool, and I'm hoping, Olivia, um, you and Dari can give me the ooh-ahs. But, you know, when I invented the fascia blaster, I had to go through the most rigorous process to patent it. And it is one of the things you do is you spend about a year doing looking for prior art is what they call it. And basically, you're looking for anything anyone ever in the history of time worldwide has invented that even resembles what you do. And I have to tell you, I got to sit in D.C. in the, um, you know, trademark and patent office and look at literally original drawings of some of the things that Joseph H. Pilates um, drew. And it was Amazing. It, there, it was energy to the pieces of paper. Like, no kidding. You know, probably one of the neat things about it is he probably had all these things that he wanted to bring to the public. But just to let you all know out there that, you know, with the Fashion Blaster, where, you know, every now and then we get a comment on the page that says, well, that's too expensive. That's just a plastic stick. But um, I don't think people realize what the research and development and also the patenting of this product actually cost. It's, I mean, and, well, and just all- bringing it to a market, you know, and Pilates didn't have social media or anything like that. Like I actually, when I look at everything that he's done, I'm just amazed that it survived a century, which is what I want to talk about now. So I want to welcome my amazing guest, Olivia. Are you on the line? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, so girl, listen, I want you to give them, because you came from a very traditional Pilates um, field of study, and then you were in, to me, which is probably one of the harder things with Pilates, is not the fitness part, but the rehabilitative part. So just give them, uh, our listeners, a little background about your education um, as far as Pilates. Well, I began studying Pilates, actually, as a teenager, as a dancer. Um, we would take Pilates mat classes um, at the studio that was near my dance studio. Uh, so I started my education just as far as training-wise, just slightly, when I was a teenager. And then um, when I was in college, I ended up injuring my back uh, pretty badly. And so I decided that I should get in Pilates more rigorously because the only exercise that seemed to not cause me more excruciating pain was was on the reformer or on the Cadillac where I could stabilize myself. So I decided to start working for a facility that um, specialized in physical therapy-based Pilates. So then I got a certification through uh, the Pilates instructor and PT therapist there, which was really stop-based um, and a little bit more Eastern. Uh, uh, people who are listening who know Pilates, there's an East Coast Pilates, there's a West Coast Pilates. I know, and um, I was and just was- about to say, I, you know, I had a similar situation to you that, you know, I had this awful bone-eating bacteria, and, you know, I came from gymnastics where if you wanted to condition, you grabbed your teammate and you ran stairs with her on your back. You know, that's how we did it. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, the thing is, is me over here is that, you know, as a man, I'm like, Pilates? Why, why am I going to do Pilates? I'm just curious, um, you know, now that you've been doing uh, uh, Pilates for this long, how many men are um, open to doing Pilates? Well, um, that's an interesting question. Uh, a lot more now than there used to be 
uh, 10 years ago when I started doing this. Um, but basically, um, a lot, honestly, I, I, I train more men than I train women these days, but I do mostly privates and, and, and through people's personal gyms and offices and whatnot. But um, I can tell you, I can speak to that a little bit, Dari. I mean, I started with Pilates from an institution called Polestar. And the girl who taught me personally, her name's Elizabeth Larkham. And Elizabeth Larkham learned from Ron Fletcher. And Ron Fletcher is the only known successor to Joseph H. Pilates himself. His wife, Clara, meaning Joseph A. Pilates, uh, wife told Ron Fletcher, basically carry on, <laughs> which caused a massive lawsuit about 10 or 15 years ago for the name Pilates. But I learned directly from, you know, the New York school. And it is just incredible how much it's evolved. When I first started, uh, you know, there was in a few major cities, probably where you are, Olivia in LA and in New York. And now you know, it's in pretty much every hometown in Idaho to Kansas. And let me tell you, I didn't have not one man <laughs> for years. I worked um, for Bally's. At the time, Bally's was the largest fitness chain, and I was actually one of the national trainers teaching the instructors. And, um, yeah, we didn't, we did not have guys. So that's a new development. And, by the way, I'm very happy about that because we all need a lot of the things um, – that you can only get with the reformer. Um, before I go any further, let me just say this. Dari and I own a reformer, which is one of the main pieces of equipment, and so does Olivia. So we're going to talk about the, what's good, what's bad, and all of that. But just know that we heavily endorse many of the things uh, on the Pilates reformer and other uh, you know, apparatus that he invented. So I don't want you to think that this is a show that's about what's not good about Pilates. We are going to talk about what is good about Pilates. Um, and in fact, Olivia, that's where I'd like for you to go. You came from the rehabilitative side, so you had to be even extra careful. So let yes. I want you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, I after I finished doing uh, rehabilitative style PT Pilates, I ended up going into Body Arts and Science International and, and several other uh, styles. Um, there's a lot of successors now that have kind of developed their own style of Pilates, and Body Arts and Science International was one that was a little bit more therapy-based, so I, I appreciated uh, the way that they taught their instructors. Um, so after that, I basically just got myself involved in a studio that was also filled with PTs because I wanted to get people who had knee surgery, had shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. had spinal fusions, had maybe even I worked with many people who had strokes. Um, so, so the range of people that I could, I could relate to and help was I wanted to be vast. Um, so basically uh, I started working with so many injured people who, and I was also injured while I was teaching. So it wasn't something that I wasn't also experiencing with them. Um, I, I have been diagnosed with all kinds of different things, fibromyalgia, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, uh, you know, all, all kinds of things. Basically, I have very unstable hypermobile joints, and it, it can create a whole host of other issues. So I've now found a lot of stability through the work that I do with you and through um, work that I still continue on for Pilates. Um, so let's talk about that, think- Olivia. I want to talk about... Mm-hmm. Just list them off. Tell me the things that you think are amazing that are in Pilates that you really can't get any other way. 
Give me your top three list. The first thing that comes to my mind is hip circles. Um, yes. former. <laughs> That's exactly where we wanted to go. <laughs> and and being able to have full range of motion while working not only the muscles around your hips, but also the tendons of your hips. There's very few exercises that can get that full of range of motion and, and support the muscles in that way. So and stabilize so that you can do that work. Well, and I, I have to jump in here and make, let you give number two and number three. But I can mm-hmm. tell you my husband is chomping at the bit to get at this mic because we want to talk about the role of just hip stability in overall health, period. And I agree with you. Um, I use my Pilates machine all the time to do hip circles. You're resisted from all the different angles. You are laying on your back. You're able to control your pelvis. So I think that hip circles is something, whether you do it with a TheraBand on the floor or whether you do it on the Pilates machine, it is a must-have, you know, topping, you know, Topping every list of every person to stabilize the hips because if you don't stabilize hips, then your pelvis starts to shift and that's where the spine issues come from. Okay, number two, you got about a minute and a half. <laughs> uh, number You're two, under the gun. I was using the straps again for the arms, laying supine. So uh, there's so many people who have either can't have any use of their legs or or want to begin use of their legs, but it's too painful to extend them. So you can lay in supine and have your legs in the tabletop and work your arms and have to force the core to turn on while you're working your arms around your body. Uh, so using basically arm circles, I's, V's, and T's, um, those, that's my second most important exercise because it's very basic and it's very necessary. Well, and I agree with that because, you know, my husband, who never had even really heard of Pilates, you know, he's a surfer. So, in essence, he's doing arm circles. That's what resisted water paddling does is condition you from different angles. So, I don't want to get totally boxed into Pilates as being, you know, the only way that you can do it. But uh, the idea of working in a full resisted range of motion about a joint is something that a lot of people just don't do. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. On your list of three, top three Pilates. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many no, great ones. You know um, which one I want. <laughs> it starts with. I do actually. Um, There's a lot of, it's called a lot of different things, but ultimately um, a a plank position on on the Pilates reformer. Um, You can use it uh, in in several different directions, obviously, but you can use the springs as resistance or you can use almost no springs or no springs and you have a piece of equipment that's moving and you're having to stabilize in a prone position and that's very difficult and also incredibly powerful for your core stability. And just for our listeners who don't know, a plank is basically the position you get in before you do a push-up. And I just wanted to let all of the listeners know, if you will inbox me at Ashley Black Guru Facebook, again, that's the Ashley Black Guru Facebook, you actually get me and I'm going to send you the proper position because if the plank is done wrong, you are actually reinforcing whatever crappy spine that you had to start with. You know, just when I go to the gym, I have to basically put on horse blinders because, you know, I'm seeing things that are just terribly, terribly dangerous. So we want to say, yay, plank, boo, you know, bad plank. So we're going to talk more about that and modifications um, when we come back from this uh, next commercial break. And I'm also going to have Dari really speak with all his years of spinal surgery um, about the importance of the psoas, which we know has a lot to do with Pilates. So stay tuned, you guys. You'll miss out. 
opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite, and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The Fascia Blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you. Young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women, the Fascia Blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit FasciaBlaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A Blaster.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. To connect with our show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's Ashley Dari and our special guest, Olivia, who is an amazing Pilates instructor, and she is here to make sure that we are giving accurate information. It's been a long time since I taught Pilates. Um, so, Olivia, where I wanted to go in the show now is to talk about, you know, I think we all agree that Joseph H. Pilates was amazing and that Contrology, his philosophy was incredible and that there are some um, you know, just awesome exercises that have helped rehabilitate me, rehabilitate you. Now I've got my old man, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> my young man, 47-year-old husband, you know, doing things on the machine and everyone can benefit. Um, but I've, I definitely, over the years, having clinics, particularly I used to have a clinic right next to a Pilates studio and we would get an awful lot of injuries. And I don't want for Joseph H. Pilates work to be thrown out, you know, baby with the bathwater. So I definitely want to move into how to modify it and what to look out for. And I think a great place to start, and I know you can speak to it, is what happened after he died and and what's happening now, particularly since you were in L.A. Uh, that Mm -hmm. That is the Pilates scene. It is. Um, And, you know, when he passed away, he left no will. 
um, and, and no, no plan, basically. Uh, he had many disciples, one of which you mentioned, Ron Fletcher. There was also Ramana and Aubrey May and Mary Bowen. And, and just the, the list is about, I think, like 10 people. Um, and honestly, and Olivia, they, didn't they all get in? I mean, it was basically a big fight. I even remember 10, 15 years ago when the lawsuit happened, you know, Everybody wanted to trademark or copyright or whatever the proper term is for right. that. Right, and I believe that's why it was ended up, I mean, you know, Where we are now. They, they recognized him and, and started calling it Pilates rather than Contrology, uh, which is also very interesting that they didn't keep on that name either. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, basically, Joseph Pilates was, was a guru. And, and an incredible developer of something that people still really didn't understand. And, and to be honest, he didn't have the science to back him up in the same way that we, we can now, that we can support what his findings were. Um, but there are some exercises that, you know, got changed and, and, and pushed. You know, R- Romana was a dancer, um, and, and Ron Fletcher also was a dancer. And, and they were different styles of dancers, and they had different beliefs in how you can strengthen and what you need to strengthen and the positions in which you uh, start each exercise in or end an exercise in. Well, I think that um, is interesting because, you know, I pretty much started immediately with NFL players teaching Pilates. (laughs) So mm -hmm. I had like the polar opposite of a dancer, but one of the first things that jumped out at me is that many of the exercises were designed to develop a flat spine. Right. Well, well, Dari mentioned it in the beginning of this episode, um, but Joseph didn't design Pilates for dancers. Um, he was someone who was an avid boxer, a swimmer, a diver. His father was an award-winning gymnast. Uh, he, you know, was raised with athleticism, even though he was had a lot of ailments in the beginning of his life. And so he's someone who developed Pilates for him. And, and developed and then also worked with many soldiers and, and people at internments and, uh, and people who were very, very ill. So um, uh, he basically developed it for men. Um, and so a lot of the advanced exercises that you'll get te- taught in a lot of the apply uh, certification classes and, and, and the more advanced levels are all upper body exercises, are all yep. male-based exercises. So a lot of people have... have just deduced it into a category of for women and also for dancers or people who do martial arts even or, or, or just dance style equestrians, basically, uh, of people who, who use their body in that way. But actually, it was developed for people to use their body properly to get the amount of blood flow needed so that you don't get influenza when he was, you know. Uh, I know. It's so amazing how it's morphed into... Not that. <laughs> right. So I wanted well, Dari to speak. exercises in particular. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I want to get into those for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be posting them on my Facebook page. We're going to talk about all the modifications. But I think it's really important to define what the starting position is because, you know, there's a big question out there in the whole fitness world about what neutral spine is. And what Daria and I teach is not, you know, I've even heard it defined as where you're comfortable and stuff like that. That's, that's crazy talk to me. So Daria, you come from the world of spinal surgery and you see what happens inside the body when somebody does not have you know, a natural lumbar curve, a natural uh, thoracic curve, and a natural cervical curve. So just, I just want you to talk about what, what really should our spine look like and be like. Well, there, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, people 
don't take into consideration. Even in surgery, uh, we're basically dealing with somebody that's already broken. When they're already broken, that means that they have spinal stenosis. We have degenerative disc disease. Um, we have a slip disc, um, and usually they present with some type of pain. At this point, we've already gotten somebody that's broken, and um, it has to do with the misalignment of the spine. Um, one of the things that I wasn't aware of when we were working um, in surgery is what was causing it. Um, the uh, the actual contortion or you know the twisting and you know the alignment in the spine is thrown off by something. We think it's by some type of um, injury. Um, most of the time, when you know somebody takes some. Uh, say, for example, a football player, they take a shot and then they get compression on their spine. They pop a disc and then they come to us for a discectomy and they think that, you know, the nerve is pressing on the, uh, I mean, actually the the disc is pressing on a nerve causing pain down the leg. Um, but what really is causing it? There's a huge muscle in it that connects from the spine to the femur, and that's known as the psoas muscle. And for, uh, for those of you that don't know how to spell it, it's P-S-O-A-S. If you don't know how to spell it, look it up, P-S-O-A-S. And I know Olivia is probably about to come through her phone because this is my, um, this would be my beef with Pilates, okay? So um, anything where we are on our backs and have our legs out, meaning from the 90-degree position to the floor, um, that is being promoted and marketed as a core exercise. And what I want to do is just tell you that, that we have an inner core and an outer core. Okay. And the inner core consists of, I know the muscle, my husband's looking at me like, let me talk about the psoas, but the psoas is a hip flexor muscle, meaning that it pulls the leg up towards the chest and then we have our pelvic floor muscles then we have the multifidus which are little muscles inside the spine and then we have a big huge muscle called the transverse abs okay when you're laying on your back just nice and flat those muscles are not being contracted at all the only thing that you're able to condition when you're laying on your back is the surface muscles which is the six-pack muscle which is the rectus abdominis the obliques and then of course the back muscles so i want to circle back up and let's talk about the psoas because in many many pilates exercises the psoas is being um thrown into spasm simply because most people don't have enough so as strength to hold the legs as a lever. So those of you who know Pilates, I'm talking specifically about the teaser and the hundred. So Olivia, jump in on those two things because it's not every single person. You know what? I've got NFL players and, you know, jiu-jitsu player, uh, jiu-jitsu artists and, you know, people who are very, very fit. But I would say as far as somebody capable of correctly doing something like the hundred or the teaser, this is maybe the top 5%. And that's not who's running off to Pilates classes. It's you know, moms who've had their abs completely compromised. So speak specifically, Olivia, to the psoas and Pilates and how they relate. Well, what's amazing about the psoas is 
it is being used all the time when we are walking around. It's a muscle that's constantly being engaged and constantly being used. And unfortunately, in our usually very sedentary lifestyle and the way that we work uh, in office buildings and, and et cetera, uh, it is only encouraging the psoas to contract even more. So what we have is people who aren't walking around as much as they used to, who, who don't have the same kind of transverse abdominus strength that maybe used to be a hundred years ago. And so, well, no, that's really true. I mean, if you think about it, look at, just look at the lifestyle during the kind of Pilates era versus the life. We're talking about world war one. You think that they were sitting at a desk all day long on their iPhones? People who were on (laughs) desk, but they certainly weren't sedentary like we are. They didn't, and nobody had cars. Uh, people walked and they used some public transportation, the amount of transportation to go from one place to the other that just didn't exist then. Um, it was just starting to. So basically you have people with transverse that are already weak. So when you have people like that, when you ask them to do an exercise like teaser, which is basically your body in a V position, um, balancing on your tailbone, which I think Joseph developed originally to get the entire body active. Mm-hmm. So basically to use everything as one and to get the blood flowing from the top to the bottom or the bottom to the top. Basically, he, he wanted to get the activity going in the body, I believe. Well, so, I believe that too. And we, we have a uh, commercial break coming up here that we have to take. But I, I do want to speak to that, that, you know, we don't even know what was going on in the world at that time or what he designed all of that stuff for. But I think the point is that it needs to evolve and that an uneducated, let's just call it user of Pilates needs to walk into one of those classes and know enough about their body that they can be empowered to make the decisions about how to modify it. Um, And again, I just want to reiterate in case you are cooking or doing something this morning and only halfway listening, you can send me your pictures and you can request the modifications um, through Ashley Black Guru um, Facebook. And we're going to go into that again, Olivia, in this last segment. Why, the show always seems so short. I feel like I never get to say everything. So um, when we come back, I do want to continue down the path of the SOAS and the modification because at the end of the day, I'm here to help our listeners to make educated decisions about what um, exercise programs are appropriate for them and what um, stretches and how to open their fascia and how it all works together for a healthy, empowered life. So that's the path that we're going to go down uh, when we return from this last commercial break. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. 
The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention, it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you. Young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women, the fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Health Care. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Good Monday morning. So I want to jump right back in because we have a short segment here and I want to make sure we get this information out. My husband can to attest. I need you to be my hype guy. The number one thing that we see on our tables as far as root cause of literally everything from plantar fasciitis to migraines to back pain is jammed hips. Jammed hips that are being pulled in by the psoas and then also your hip flexors. Yeah, psoas and hip flexors. That's where it's at. So... Miss Pilates instructor Olivia, tell our listeners if they are Pilates um, goers um, and they are experiencing tight hips and or back pain, um, how they can modify the supine exercises. And when I say supine, if you don't know what that means, that means on your back. So tell them how to properly do it on their back. Jack. Well, if a Pilates instructor is trying to give you, a lot of them try to give you, quote, good workouts, and they think by forcing you to do a teaser is going to, uh, not forcing, I shouldn't say that, but uh, having you do a teaser uh, is going to challenge you a lot, so you're going to feel it more. The problem is so many people don't know what they're doing and how to access those muscles properly or how to use all of the muscles as one, they end up just using their psoas and just using their psoas only, and that's what ends up jamming the hip. So in order to uh, modify this, I would tell them, don't lift up all the way. Go ahead and keep your knees bent. Lay on your back and just lift up like you're doing uh, a, a normal crunch and try to with keep your, your neck feet long. down. With your feet down, exactly. And I if think you want that's more my number one bring thing. your feet into tabletop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tabletop keep your feet, feet on the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, well, and you can lift up like that, and that's going to work your rectus abdominis. You're just you're not going to be using your psoas as heavily. Exactly. And why do you, I mean, people do it because it feels quote unquote hard. It's just like the people I can't get to stop running that are wearing five knee braces. They just love it because Mm -hmm. it feels challenging. And they're like, oh, but I feel it in my core. Well, no, not really. You're actually feeling your psoas muscle. Which uh, happens to be in your Directly (laughs) underneath your core. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No. So that's great. And then also with, go ahead, sweetie. Um, I was going to say also, you know, a lot of people can do this exercise and it's not a terrible exercise. It's just you have to know what it's for and what it's working. That's right. And if you're trying to get a nice, sexy, flat abs, working your psoas is not going to do it. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because I, that's, I mean, I think that's mostly why people do Pilates is for core strength for, you know, they sometimes their doctor sends them there and I'm all for it. I'm all for core. I'm just not for jamming the hip flexors until the body Absolutely. is totally prepared for that. And somebody who's fresh off of a back injury or has had kids and never reestablished, you know, neuromotor control and is not an expert at biomechanics. And let me tell you, I'm an expert at biomechanics and I wouldn't do a teaser. What about you, Olivia? I don't anymore. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And let's talk about the hundred because that's the other one that um, I'm not saying don't do it. I think there's some benefit to it. Um, But again, I want to see it done with the feet on the ground. Feet on the ground or at least just in tabletop. Don't extend your legs into that V position. The hundred is done in a lot of different positions. People do it supine. People do it all the way up in the teaser position. Um, It's taught a lot of different ways and there's a lot of variations. I would say skip all those variations. Just stay on your back. Keep your feet on the ground or in tabletop. Uh, well, that's how you're going to guarantee you're not going to use that psoas. Yeah, I, I think to eliminate the psoas for a little while until you really build that strength. And then, you know, people ask me all the time. I get asked to evaluate stuff for magazines and things like that. And the hundred always comes up because basically what you're doing is you're like pumping your hands with the palms up and then pumping your hands with the hands down for a hundred. And to be totally honest with you, I wish I could snatch Joseph H. Pilates here because I think he would just say that that was something to keep count. I mean, to me, from being a biomechanical expert, that encourages breath and flow. Yeah, breathing Um, and flow. But the arms moving in that core position really can't do anything more for the core. Unless, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Olivia. No, it definitely can't. (laughs) It's it's really just pushing your lats, and they and I believe he probably was under the impression that having your lats squeezing is going to help you engage your abs more, and it does. But pumping them isn't going to really make much of a difference. You can just keep them engaged. Well, and then I just want my husband to jump in. He, you know, he was a little stunned by this show because he's not an, you know, avid Pilates doer or, you know, that's just not been his thing. But Dari, speak to the importance just as an aging um, athlete, how important it is to, you know, basically practice what Pilates really was, which, you know, was contrology and the, the benefit of using every, this is his quote, every single muscle in the body and all the connective tissue, hello, connective tissue is fascia, um, throughout the body in every exercise in a workout. Just speak to how important that is and what you see people doing in the gym and in life that's contradictory to that. Well, um, it's, it's very obvious uh, to me now that I know what to look for. Um, most of you can do this too. Is if you you could be a people watcher, um, just look at the um, the position that they're standing in. One of the key things you need to look for is if the t- toes are not pointing forward. What's happening is that they're kind of just sliding out to the side, which means that you're putting your pressure onto your pelvis by having jammed hips, and it's causing compression into your spine. So the number two things that Ashley has taught me that's completely changed my life is that you want to keep your toes forward and your abs on. That will help with your spinal alignment. And if you're, it's very difficult to do that at first. And what happens is that um, you want to slide into a position that's very bad for you. And it's going to cause that spinal compression. 
I, I love that, Olivia. I know when, well, and when my husband says toes forward, he's talking about basically having your feet in a parallel position. So that would be something else we could recommend in Pilates. Um, Olivia, if you're in the loops, you know, what about all the feet turned out and feet turned in? I'm fine with it as long as we're working it from different angles, but just speak to how important that's, that's another modification. And we only have two minutes. So really spit it out how important the alignment of the, let's just call it feet are to the effectiveness of all of the Pilates movements. How you train your brain in a workout is how you're going to walk out of that room and move. If you are someone who has a problem with walking too turned out or supinates or pronates, I'm sure you would have heard your doctor say that word, you'd supinate too much, you need orthotics or something like that. Um, You need to train your body to help you support the proper position for you to walk out of there and move correctly. And if you want to walk out and move with very turned out feet, (laughs) then go ahead and practice in a turnout. Now, the problem is is that a lot of Pilates instructors would hear me say that and be like, no, no, you have to work all of the muscles and all of the positions. And I agree. It's just you have to look at every person individually and make sure that that's what they need. Because if somebody's coming in there and works with, with you know, the Balanchine ballet, then, of course, they're going to need to train and turn out. But if you have somebody who's an office employee who's coming there who walks with, like, duck feet, then you need to make sure that they're working in a parallel position so they're strengthening what they normally don't. And that's the key. And that's what so many people in in Pilates and so many teachers don't get right. They train everybody like they're not individuals, especially people who are not athletic, uh, athletic people. So the people who are just there to get a really good workout in and then go home to their kids. Um, so those I are say we have the injury. We have about 15 seconds. So I think everybody, everybody nod around the table. I think the three things to look for is keep your feet on the ground when you're in supine. Keep your legs completely straight and in a parallel position. And um, abs on. Have your abs on. I love it. All right. Well, good. I hope this helps everybody know what to look for in their Pilates. I hope everybody will do Pilates. And I hope that as it continues to evolve, we will just be smarter with Pilates. So thank you so much for joining us. Olivia, thank you, honey. No problem. Thank you for having me. And from Manhattan Beach, we out. Thank you for tuning in this week. Billionaire Healthcare with Ashley Black and Dari Samia can be heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, be the best you. 